It is such a sad song. Well, but that's why I love it. I know. Testing, testing, hello. That reminds me of like Monty Python. Yeah. You know, like, do you ever see like Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. Remember when like there's like, you know, the cartoons they would do that like, they, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. His name? and there's a cartoon where like this like priest is like up in like a, a church and he's like painting. Yeah. And he keeps shaking and he's like shaking, like, you know, trying to fucking paint uh, his picture. And he goes, rrr, 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 and he like goes in all these stairs. And he's like, like, he's pissed off the whole time. And the whole time, like, the building is shaking. Yeah. And he goes outside, and you hear, rrr, rrr, and yeah. like, the sun and the clouds have legs, and they're yeah. just jumping up and down on the earth. <laughs> and he, like, shoes them away. <laughs> he's like, bugger off, go, go. And, like, he, like, makes them leave. And they're like, oh, rrr, rrr. and they, like, they, like yeah. walk back down the hill. <laughs> it's like, where the fuck did that come from? I, I love it. Um, but that noise made me think of that. They're, like, jumping sound. That's the same. So, so the bloop. I actually stole it. Uh, Your bloop. Where'd you see the bloop from? Uh, so, have you ever seen a movie called Orange County? Orange County? Yeah. Yeah, like a fucking long time ago. Yeah, with Jack Black. Yeah. Oh my god. Give me so, a second. So there's uh, this scene where Jack Black is driving uh, Colin Hanks, okay. Tom Hanks' kid, to wherever they're going. And he's like high as shit on Molly, <laughs> right? And he's the fuck up older brother, but he's like, I've got ideas, man. Like, I'm gonna start a clothing brand, like like jackets or shirts or a big old hat that goes bang. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh it's God. like, yeah. Just, that is, it. it isn't his best movie. No. But like, that is my favorite Jack Black. 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. His, his energy is great. That's, I'll say that's, that's, that's funny. He had a fucking period of just being awesome, too. I, anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then, it like, it kind of wound down when he was, like, starting to have more mainstream success. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Which, good for him. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah. like, like. Also, right. you can't make the same googly jokes forever. Yeah. Yeah. True. But, like. Like, Where's this podcast going to go? School of Rock and uh, Nacho Libre yeah. are, like, less interesting than his previous roles. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, can you fill 90 minutes being the main character? Yeah. Being doing the, the high on Molly thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the beep? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, like, and, and That's I, funny. I do, like, I just watched School of Rock with, with Brayson, you know, yeah. like, a week ago so like it's yeah. not like I despise that movie I just yeah, yeah. I love it yeah um, this is a great intro we just did so you want to uh, say who we are <laughs> uh, yeah uh, you are Rylan I, I am Rylan you're Wes I am Wes this, this is Punch Drunk Vinyl it is and beep boop yeah Punch Drunk Vinyl a podcast about two guys anxiety alcoholism <laughs> and music yeah, not necessarily in that order, but that's the gist of it. If you haven't been listening to us before, that's what it is, is it's two guys, all those things. I don't, I don't, I don't need to repeat it. Why should I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and friendship. Welcome. It is about friendship. Thank you. You're welcome. Honestly, it really is. I think that's something that's cool. I think 
like, you know, I think you said last time that you probably share more of this podcast than you do in a lot of your relationships, you know? Yeah. Which I think is cool, but I think what we're doing is enabling, like, you know, or maybe not enabling, we're encouraging these types of friendships, right? Like, in a way, like, yeah. just by being, yeah. we're encouraging people to fucking be more open with themselves and with their friends and talk and listen and, you know, all that type of stuff. Being, yeah. I think vulnerability is a word I like to use a lot because I think that's really important, but just being vulnerable is a good thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing we talk about a lot on this podcast is, like, saying a shrink. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> Or a therapist is thank, the correct Thank you. Term. I was like, well, yeah. man. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct you. I was waiting for you to correct yourself. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, but like 15 years ago, men didn't talk about that. Yep. Like. Yeah. They still, a lot of people don't. Like I've. Yeah. I've talked to people who still say that their mental health issues are like, uh, you know, sicknesses or like, or they think that they're, you know, they have problems it's like yeah you have problems but like you can it's okay like we all do right yeah. like you're not abnormal yeah like actually you're normal to know that and to, that, that should be the normal thing and then you know to, to to seek help to get through it you know like we we're talking about earlier about how it's just a, a piece of the puzzle and a stepping stone to progress you know it's not something you can rely on yeah uh, but something you can really use as a tool and it's a it's great great outlet great resource i yeah. wish everybody had it i mean i wish everybody I, I like jest when I say that kind of, but it's like everybody should be in therapy. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. I've had people tell me like, oh, like we, we don't really like, need it. We have a really healthy relationship. And I'm like, I'm not talking about you guys' relationship. I'm talking about just you as a person. Yeah. It's nice to just talk to somebody about shit. Like yeah. universal therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's run for mayor on that platform. Mayor of what town? Therapy town. <laughs> <laughs> Town. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think like we could be like, there's that show that Killer Mike did, the guy from, you know, Run the Jewels. Yeah. Where he created his own like town, like society, like he created his own like city yeah. or whatever. And like, he like bought some land and they had this like, they like, had a hierarchy of people and they tried to like have like a commune kind of thing. We could do that. Therapy Town. I mean, this, the show was not successful. I don't think they learned a lot, but <laughs> you know. Could, it might be fun. I want to watch that show now. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's, I forgot what it's called. Um, it was like an eight-part series on Netflix he did. Okay. Really cool show. Uh, one other thing he did on that show, not to just to talk about shows for a minute, but he well, he had one episode where he was trying to get from his house all the way to a concert he was playing across the country uh, by only supporting black businesses. And so he had to find a, a black bus driver to drive him. Then he had, he couldn't find any black hotels in a, in the town he was in. So he slept on a park bench. He tried to find, tried to eat um, at only black restaurants. Then he had food in front of him. And he was like, is this food from a black owned farm? And the guy was like, no. And he goes, and he didn't eat. Like, <laughs> um, it was a really interesting episode to, to highlight the lack of uh, like minority owned businesses. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really cool to watch. And I mean, that guy's doing some amazing stuff. And then also he didn't drink, he didn't smoke any weed the whole time because he couldn't get any weed from black, <laughs> black, black growers. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was, he had a rough couple of days. <laughs> it was just, and I, it, I mean, it highlighted an issue we have in, in this country. And I, I, it was yeah. really nice to see, but also sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one of, one of my personal pet peeves, um, 
is uh, the way that Washington like legalized marijuana, and like this is something that that African American black people black people are uh, still going to jail for because they're selling it the old fashioned way, I guess, in certain neighborhoods and like yep. certain over policed neighborhoods. Yes, uh, but these are people in jail who were not permitted. There were barriers uh, that should not have been there to them getting their license to legally sell. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do, yeah. You, do you know who Sean Kemp is? No. Sean Kemp uh, is an ex-professional basketball player. He played for oh, the Seattle Oh, familiar. Super, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, 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 Seattle no. Supersonics. Uh, yeah, of course I should know that name. That's, uh, okay. He is actually the first person to, first uh, black person to own a dispensary in Washington. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, like... That blows my mind because there's a ton of dispensaries in Washington. Yeah. And so 99.9% of them are owned by white people? He was the first, but he was the first in, like, 2019. Sure. Okay. Um, Back when we legalized it. Okay. That because... Okay. We should... But, learn, but there was, like, a year gap. I'm sure there was. I'm there. sure there was. Because yeah. also, like, to be able to afford all the licensing and stuff, like, there was... Yeah. The licensing, a lot of white money the, that was, like, the hey, paperwork, man. paperwork. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, yeah, they didn't have the, the, you didn't have access to that if you yeah. were doing it before. <laughs> yeah, uh, which yeah, that's that's a that's a fucking sad sad. You shouldn't have to be like an ex professional yeah. basketball player and have those sort of funds to enter very a market. True. Yeah, also yeah, yeah very you, true. You know that guy uh, has advantages that the average person does not. Absolutely. So, yeah. um, I think yeah, this all is, right. we're getting off topic. We, we actually are. do have. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. How are so, you? What do you want to talk about today? Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like 10 minutes in and we're like, oh, yeah, we have a show to do. We were going to talk about <laughs> being overwhelmed. We, I think that's, okay, we are. I am. Yeah. You are. Also, I think that's part of why we spent 10 minutes talking like that, because the distraction. It was nice. It, it's also nice, but it's also something that we do and I know I've noticed myself doing it because of being overwhelmed yeah is I've been distracting myself with other things like conversations like that or you know like it's it's almost like the you know putting off your homework kind of thing but like not it's I think it's just like it's a subconscious thing I've done while being overwhelmed in this current time that I'm in to try to cope with it but also it's it's yeah there's healthy distractions and not I think there's both but yeah. I have been I've noticed myself doing that a lot yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want you to re- reframe uh, healthy distraction and unhealthy distraction. Okay. Yeah. I would say anything that distracts you, like, and, and re-relaxes you is a healthy distraction. Yes. I would say any unhealthy distraction is something that, like, is distracting but actually takes as much energy as just applying yourself to the original thing. Yeah, I think that's right. I think you're fair. I mean, that's a fair point. I think that's true. Like, our conversation is a healthy distraction. Yeah. That's, that's, that's was, it's comforting. Was, scrolling Instagram is a healthy distraction. Yeah. yeah. As long as, like, you don't do it for two hours. Exactly. Like, like all, like we said before in this podcast, is, like, a nap can be productive kind of thing. Like, the same yeah. thing where those distractions, like, when I actually, I, I've been really busy with a lot of stuff. I've got a lot going on in my life right now. I'm, I'm moving. I'm packing at a new job. I got, yeah. you know, this, we're working on this podcast. We've got, you know, I've got my current job still. I've got relationships to build and things like that. And a lot of things going on. And, um, 
uh, I, I like last night, like I went out and had, I went out to a bar and had some drinks for a minute and it was like, I haven't done that in a while, but that was a nice distraction to go see a friend Yeah, and like do that. All right, so we you actually just broke news. Like, I'm not sure if we've announced this on the podcast yet. Oh, no. Yeah, we haven't, dude. <laughs> we haven't. You got a new job. You're moving out of town. Yeah, yeah, uh, I am. So I got a new job. I'm moving to Oregon from Washington. Uh, we're going to be, you know, about 400, you know, 350 miles away from each other. Uh, what that means for the listeners is absolutely nothing. But what that means for us is a lot, man. I am... Yeah. I'm, I'm, this is actually... You know, this is Randall not being the podcast guys. I didn't want to break this to you on the podcast. We talked about this a couple weeks ago when it actually happened. It's all coming happening really fast. Yeah. But I'm gonna miss the hell out of you, dude. I'm gonna miss you too, man. I um, but like it is just a reason to go to Oregon more often. And I love Oregon. And oh, I don't get there yeah. enough. Dude, I found I already found some trails I can take you embracing on that are easy and fun. Yeah. Uh, there's like great things we can do. It's gonna be great. And I mean, it's, it's not that far. It's a four hour drive. I do need to go to the bathroom. Beep, All right. Uh, man. I love you. Thank you for putting up with my small. My delicate urethra. I love you too, man. And also, that's just you know part of what we do. It's part of the process. Also, the cool thing is, so, beep boop. <laughs> um, yeah, we're so we're gonna be like miles away from each other. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be a good thing for the podcast in a way because, like we talked about, I think it's gonna be fun. I mean, we're gonna we'll, we'll zoom every week and chat instead yeah. of just instead of you coming down coming over, we'll video chat and talk and catch up and. Who knows? Maybe that'll make me like have more things to say instead of just winging it. But probably not. <laughs> probably <laughs> probably not. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. But, but, but maybe something I thought about though too is like we could. Uh, actually, I was talking to somebody about this who's a listener of the show. Yeah. Because they're like, "How are you going to do the podcast?" And I said, "Oh, we're going to like zoom it, and we'll and then we'll have like a video we could put up on Patreon or something." And she was like, "Did you guys just have an episode where you talked about you're thankful this isn't a visual medium?" <laughs> and I was like. Fair. Fair. <laughs> we did. <laughs> but yeah, I just broke the news there. That's what's happening, man. Uh, I'm going to miss Spokane a lot. I'm going to miss running with you. I'm going to miss just walking over and hanging out. I'm going to miss like our, we haven't done it in a while, right? But I'm going to miss the neighborhood beers of like popping a beer and walking up to your house. I'm going to also miss like trying to run up the hill to your house and getting exhausted halfway through. That's a big hill. Because it's a straight incline for like two blocks. It yeah. sucks. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to miss that, but it is fun when it happens. Yeah. I'm going to miss Brayson a lot. I'm going to miss hanging out with him. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss the, the flexibility of having our friendship and our relationship. And I think it's, yeah. you know, it's gonna, not going to be like a trial of our friendship because we've, we've done all that. I think it's going to be easy. Yeah. But it's going to, uh, you know, put some... Maybe put some more work in, you know, yeah. which I'm, I'm happy to put that work in because I, I value your friendship so much. And I yeah. think that like throughout our lives together, we've had, you know, peaks and valleys, right? A lot of them. Yeah. But I think we're at a peak that's plateaued to uh, a really healthy, wonderful relationship. And I am happy we're at that plateau and I want to keep it there. Well, I, th I think we've grown up a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, duh. You know, like a lot. I mean, literally we're older. But like, yeah, <laughs> you are the only active friendship that I have where I've known you almost half my life. Like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah. you're the only person I see on a weekly basis that I've known for more than 15 years. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I, I want to keep that. And I'm gonna, yeah. It's no, gonna, that's, it's, that's valuable. Yeah. It's going to take some work, man, but I, it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm going to be back here a lot. I'll be visiting. It's yeah. Also, it's a 45-minute flight from Portland. If I can, like, book it ahead of time and plan a weekend to come hang out. Yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, also, to schedule my new job, I'll have, like, this one of the same days off as you, so we can easily do this oh, a little easier cool. so cool that'll help a lot yeah um yeah yeah it's gonna be good anything you want to say about this you know and then no pressure is there a marathon in hood river oh no but i did find out that every fourth of july there's a 12k oh, they, cool. they every fourth of july they run from one out little outskirt town into downtown hood river cool and like a ton of people do it yeah so i'm gonna do that this fourth of july you should come down for that i would love there that. is a marathon coming up or a half marathon, I think, something like, or marathon, I think, yeah, marathon, coming up out in the area somewhere in November. Okay. Um, I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not either. But one of my new coworkers is a marathon runner. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about that. That'd be cool. Also, like, when you come down, I'll have, like, you show me all the runs that you do here. Yeah. I'm excited to have, like, oh, here's my 5K route, and here's my cool. seven-mile route or whatever that I can bring you on. Yeah, um, I don't, I've, I've never done that even here. Like, I don't have my own routes. Really, I've adopted yours. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, well, Wes takes this one when he wants to do eight miles. If I want to do five, I can do three quarters of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I do that. Like, that's how I kind of do my, my longer runs. Is I mimic years and then cut off the last half of it because <laughs> I can't. I'm like not doing a ten miler by myself. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, man. Uh, so you also like. If it's okay to say, you've lost another running buddy lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. Your other neighbor. I mean, actually, your neighbor neighbor. Yeah, my neighbor neighbor moved uh, to... to Central Washington. Central Washington to exit a long-distance uh, relationship and, and move in with her boyfriend. Yeah. It yeah, was good time. For her. Good for her. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, good for them. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good for them. That's great. Also, they seem super happy. Yeah. Uh, we have to make it over there. We should meet there for a run. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, we should. Uh, in the colder seasons, they have rattlesnakes in central Washington. Yeah, and, and I've found one with you before. I'm terrified of those things. <laughs> well, so am I. Yeah. Uh, that was also a lot of fun. We got to tell that story someday. Um, that's that's a whole episode in itself on that weekend. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you've lost your other running buddy. What are you going to do, man? Um... You know, I do most of my running by myself anyways. I know. Because <laughs> uh, I, I only make it like do a few of those. So, yeah, you do a lot of that. So It's not going to it's not gonna slow you down. No, no. Um, but it will be. I mean, it's it is sad. Um, you know, especially uh, Michelle and I's relationship. Like, I'd say 50 percent. Like, it was running with her was was a much larger part of our relationship than like ours because we have known each other for so long yeah you know so like uh that that was really hard uh not not running with her uh and she showed me some routes yeah you know uh the doomsday route the doomsday route i love that route you know uh yeah i you know i i never I am, as a person, um, I guess opposed to out and backs. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. like I all, all of my rounds are circles. I very much prefer round like yeah. I prefer loops. Yeah, but uh, that route's really good, uh, especially for sunrise. Yep, and you can uh, make a little bit of a loop if you do. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a part of it that yeah, you come back in the same way you left, but you can make a nice loop. Yeah, and it is it is pretty. Yeah, very pretty worth it. Um, so. I do, I do miss that, but yeah. um, you know, I I think I will I will miss you like so much more as a whole, but I won't necessarily be like, oh man, I really miss running with yeah. Rylan because that's yeah. actually a well, small part of our relationship, especially yeah. recently. We haven't we haven't done a lot of runs together yet. Um, but also, I was going to ask you though, because and this is just I want your I want to know how you feel about it because yeah. for someone who runs so much on their own, yeah, right, where you're always you know, you're putting 10, 20 miles on, but do you look forward to those easier runs with your buddy? You know, like, yeah. it's, you know, so like, it's like, oh, I've got this 5k break I get to do with Rylan and then I'll go run my eight miles later. So, I mean, are you going to, are you going to miss that? Like, is that like, is that something you look forward to in your cycle of running or do you even think about it? Well, I look forward to seeing you, but I don't, yeah. I don't think about it. You don't think about the easier pace? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, yeah, you know, because we talk, you know, yeah. like, like that's about as fast as I can run and hold a conversation. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, I think on the on the treadmill today, we tried to talk while we were running like ten miles an hour, and it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> no, no, but also like it's loud in there. It's loud in there. You're yelling. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to sing along together. That was really fun. That was that a great. Also, it, I. We didn't plan this, but that was a really great surprise for me to have you work out with me at the gym today. Yeah. That's my second. Tomorrow's my last workout at, at Orange Theory for I don't know how long. Yeah. And so it was really cool to have you there today. It was really fun. We got to also another friend of ours was there, a buddy that you, you got to meet. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. We got to see Matt and, and have work out with him, too. It was great. to. It was a great fucking day for the workout. And I was. Yeah. I loved it. That's a good way to start the day. <sighs> Dude, I, I'm really going to miss that. Yeah. And that's something I like, I'm going to struggle with a lot of things on this move. And it's been, it's been sinking in more and more lately that, especially these last couple of days, um, that like I'm leaving this town and my friends here in the gym and like a lot of stuff, it's really sinking in that like, I'm going to have a good cry session soon where it's going to be, I mean, I, mean, I haven't had any kind of, any kind of breakdown yet. Not that like, that's a, that's a, not that it's a good thing to have breakdowns, but they happen and they can be helpful in a way. But I mean, I'm, I'm getting sadder by the day and I, I was just there for a week to look for a place and came back. And I think that's what really kicked it into gear for me is to go, oh man, like, yeah, I missed my life. Yeah. And the gym is a big part of that. So it's going to be, it's a good release of stress. You know, it's a good endorphin rush. Like that's, I got to find that again, you know? Yeah. So when was, when was the last time you moved for work? It was Bozeman? Um, yeah, last time I moved from work, I was, when I came back to Spokane, I was 24. So it's, it's been a good 12 years. That one doesn't, I don't think counts because oh. we're moving back. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. No. So yeah. 2009 yeah. Um, was my last big move and I moved. Yeah. And that, you know, are you bringing that up because it, maybe it's a lesson learned or what? And that's, yeah, you've got, you've got all this, huh. this, this information on how you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, I like Bozeman. Yeah. I like Hood River more. Me too. You know, like... Yeah, and I mean, I, I like that town because it was... They're both small towns, right? Right. But Montana's a different animal. It's beautiful, yeah. but, it's, but it's... I... It wasn't... It was great at the time. I was 20. It was, it's a college there. I had a lot of fun with people. Yeah. But I still, like... I struggled when I moved over there, for yeah. sure. Um, 
But yeah, I do like Kid River more. It's closer to Portland. Like, it's also for concerts, man. I get to go to a lot of shows an hour away. Yeah. That's going to be really awesome. I know. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the area a lot more. I think it's going to be good. So that's, you know, I think going back and thinking about my move to Montana, it was rough at first. So I could take some lessons from that if I think about that now. And don't dwell on those negatives, but realize, okay, cool. Here's a lesson I learned. And, and how do I, I didn't do this well last time. Yeah. How do I do it better? Yeah. And luckily, like, we now live in a world where, like, you're going to see the same therapist that you know. No, actually, I, uh, I, it's a new different state. So unless I live in Washington, I'm, I'm, my therapist and I are breaking up. Our last session is tomorrow. Oh, no. I, I, I'm really kind of heartbroken about it. Uh, but also what that, what I like about it, um, is that like we said earlier, it's, it's a tool to get you through things. It's not supposed to be permanent. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, we're going to probably talk about that a lot tomorrow, but, uh, we had a great conversation last week, uh, to where, you know, she was like, you know what this means? You're moving to Oregon. What this means for us. And I was like, yeah, like our like nearly three year relationship is coming to a close. And she was like, yep. How do you feel? And I was like, I want another session. <laughs> but, yeah. but no, I think it, and now I know how to find, how to find a therapist and also how to build a relationship with one and also how to, how to go to, how to go to therapy. Right. We're like, yeah. I think the first year of my sessions or six months or whatever was figuring out how that worked and how to be comfortable with it and how to be okay with it and all those things. Yeah. And now I know how to do that. Yeah. And so it's not going to be as hard of a, a job to do to find one and to, to work with it. You yeah. know, uh, the activation energy it's going to take is way less because I've already been there and I know how to do it. and I'm comfortable with it. And and you know what you need. You yep. know what you need to talk about. Yeah, I know what I need to see. I know what methods I like. I know what I I yeah. know what kind of person, what kind of what kind of situation I want to be in. And and you'll get the I mean, recently, like I had it. Uh, my therapist went on maternity leave. So yeah. I had a new therapist. It was actually great to have like once I knew how to mm-hmm. talk to a therapist, talking to another one and giving a different perspective yeah. on the things uh, that I was saying was really healthy because yeah. you can get like a, you know, they're people. Like, yeah. Like they're taught, but they're people. They they all go about it in a different way. It's, exactly. It's There's the, the human aspect. And, yeah. And I mean, my therapist and I would say we've become friends in a way, which is like, it's great, but there's been sessions where we kind of just catch up and have like, you know, good conversation. Yeah. But that's what a three-year relationship should get you, you yeah. know? Um, and I'm going to, I'm excited to have a new chapter of that to where I can, cause I'm going to have a whole, like a whole new different life of, of stresses and anxieties in yeah. this world that I don't have here. So to have those, I mean, yes, my therapist knows me. So it'd be nice to have her to talk to, yeah, about that stuff, but it'd also be a good opportunity for me to to have a new foundation to chat with someone else about those new experiences, and and also you know the the old ones that I've kind of gone through and learned from and are behind me yeah. are behind me, and that's like a, you know, I, I mean I'm gonna have to maybe catch this person up on a couple of things, but not in that kind of way. I mean honestly, like the whole point of it is to to grow and to let stuff go and to be a better human being, right? And yeah. to and to be a better you. Yeah. And I think I am a better me than I was three years ago. Yeah. Also, uh, last time you moved, pre-Zoom. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah and so then, like, younger you, like, no offense, and younger me as well, did not have time to talk on the phone and catch up. Like, either you're sitting here drinking a beer with me or, like, you really yeah. don't exist. Yeah. Like, yeah. as a priority. Uh, so, like, 
I don't think you'll deal with those problems of, of loneliness the same way. Yeah, uh, thanks for saying that, because I have been really concerned about my loneliness level in moving. But you're right. I mean, also with, with social media now, with like all the friendships we have and the communication, how easy communication is. Yeah. I mean, I do. Like, I actually, it's funny, with this job, a friend of mine congratulated me over the phone. She called me to say, like, hey, I know I'm one of those old people who, like, doesn't like texting, but I had to talk to you about this on the phone, you know? And I was like, yes, thank you. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm that old person, too, that would prefer a phone call versus, like, a text message. Yeah. You know, that way we can actually, like, have it back and forth, and it's probably going to be a little easier for us and probably faster than having a conversation over text. Yeah. And actually, we're focused and in the conversation a little more, too. Yeah. But I, I love that, and I think I'm going to hold on to that kind of thing, too. And like you're saying, yeah, we're, we've come to a point in our lives where that's easier for us, and it's also we have more time for it. We know how to make, make time, time for it, it because yeah. that's an important thing to do is making time for it. I think when I was 20, I didn't know that you're supposed to make time for things. You know, I didn't know to yeah. make time for my friends. I just thought my friends were there, yeah. you know? I think it's just a, a part of growing up, but I think something I'm going to go into this with is making time for the things I enjoy and like. And also I've learned that with fitness and through therapy, very, like that was a big help for me is to teach me to make time for things, not expect them to happen or not to, you know, just, you know, assume things or whatever. But it's a, a mindset to go into this with is like to make time for, make time for the good stuff, you know, the stuff that's going to be positive in my life and it's going to be helpful to me and it's going to be those relationships that are important yeah yeah and the things that are important what is um kind of a, a bummer is like you know i can't really bring my turntable and like my like you know set up with me temporarily i'm gonna probably bring my old little uh uh you know one unit one that actually has like the speakers built in and stuff like yeah. that and bring like a handful of things to spin the with the controller yeah and that, it's a crossley but yes but uh, but isn't it like the model called the controller oh maybe okay. yeah um i don't think it works right now i need to fix it repair it i think i broke the needle but i can fix that yeah but yeah uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna relive with that thing again and, and bring a, a dozen records down with me or something for the first bit so I can keep that part of my life active because it's important to, to have that too. I mean, I, you know, I, my routines, I'm a really routine person and really structured. Yeah. I think that's also back to the topic at hand here. Like why I'm so overwhelmed is like my routine has been disrupted, yeah. right? The structure of my life has been disrupted and now, uh, I, it's all changing. It's all new. It's all, there's some scary stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot of uncertainty and like, you know, trying to figure it all out. Uh, somebody talked to me about it yesterday in a, in a way of like, it's like dominoes and what I'm waiting for is the first domino to fall and everything else will fall into place. And I liked that analogy because it was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a million things going on in my head and all of it's like just so, so overwhelming that like you said earlier, I'm like, I'm talking about it out loud to try to check things off the list and I'm like trying to process and I'm like repeating myself and I'm like forgetting things and I'm anxious and all this stuff, but it is, all going to fall into place and it's all going to be okay. And that domino theory of like, cool, like once I find a place to live, once I, then I, then I, then I can figure out how to move and then I can get settled in then I can get my good stuff going and my routine back and all that stuff. And the dominoes are going to fall and it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, so. and, and that's, uh, I really respect the fact that you're like, I can't bring my turntable, uh, which is a big, you know, big part of my daily life. And so like, I'm going to have to compromise yeah. on this like this and just take like a small piece of it 
Yeah. You know, I won't have the options, but I'll have 12. And I'm actually, I, I'm curious when you move. I want, like, the list of 12 that you take. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll end up taking 20. I'm going to take a lot more than that, probably. I found I found these boxes at work, which are great, uh, that are, I, I measured them, they're 12 by 13, and nice. they're about, like, 8 inches long. Cool. So I'm going to see how many I can fit in there. Yeah. And I'll probably bring a couple of those boxes down. Cool. Um, yeah, but it is, it's such a huge part of my daily life that we actually... I think as our last episode talked yeah. about when I didn't have this my turntable and how that how much that disrupted my life. Yeah. And how much that threw off the routine of my world. And I mean, yeah, like when I was just there looking for a place last week, yeah. I'm playing music on my phone in the morning and I end up pausing it and turning it off because I, I just it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. You know? It's it's frustratingly not the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's what's up with you, man? Oh, um, you know, so I've, I've been feeling pretty overwhelmed recently, um, just this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so last weekend, um, I went to Fargo, uh, and ran a marathon. Yeah. We should have talked about that earlier. I'm sorry. I meant to bring that up. So let's talk about this Fargo marathon, dude. Okay. Well, well okay. yeah. All right. So let me briefly yeah, okay. talk about what's happened. Since. Sorry. No, okay. it's fine. Uh, so, like, I have just been exhausted. It was a huge adventure, but, like, weekends are semi-recharge-y. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I come back Monday. I go back to work. My boss's boss is in town. My boss puts her two weeks in on Monday. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this guy, I've been working on this crazy mess project yeah. for, like, three months Yeah, now. you've been super busy with that. Even on your days, I've been working a lot of overtime with that. Yeah, you yeah. told me all the stresses that came with it. I get it. And, and like, it's just not working out. Essentially, yeah. like, we, this is before I got there, we fucked up really bad. <laughs> we we fucked up yeah, you're repeatedly. Trying to fix this yeah. And I'm trying to fix it, and it's kind of not fixable. Yeah. And so... um he came in and he was just like, look, this is how you're, the puzzle will never fit together, right? Yeah. But like, just give me like 2,000 details on the puzzle pieces. <laughs> just like, that's all I need. Yeah. And we'll get you more people eventually to do it, but like, start doing this. Yeah. So, you know. Okay. Um, that's a lot. It is a lot. It's, it's a lot. So, yeah. Uh, so just dealing with that all week, you know, um, my, my kids cross country team is, is still a thing. I'm a cross country coach now. Yeah, dude, that's a lot of work too. You got a lot on your plate. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm in a relationship and my partner is kind of like, I feel like I have to force you to spend time with me, um, because like, and I've honestly like pretty much because I've been so tired. Yeah. Like that has been suffering and I care enough to be stressed out about it. Yeah. But like, I just, it's the one thing that I'm doing that feels optional. Wow. Yeah. I understand that. I think you've got so much going on. It's also not just like, I think I'm in the same situation where it's not just physical exhaustion. You're very tired, right? Mental exhaustion ends up hitting you physically too. Like you're saying, yeah. you're tired. Yeah. Your mind is doing all these things with working, with running that cross country team, 
you know, with uh, trying to manage this relationship, with trying to plan and execute your trip to go on that marathon. Yeah. Give yourself some, you know, grace there for having the work you had to put in there too. You know, that was yeah. exhausting work. Well, Not just running the marathon, but getting there and back. Well, there was a process. Yeah. So actually, I have given myself like, a ton of grace, I guess, on this. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm just maybe not getting it from other people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I understand that. Well, yeah. That, that's what but, I tell but, you. But, but like, that's maybe that? something. Yeah, that's yeah. something I need to communicate. Yeah. Um, I mean, as opposed we, to just being like, I'm tired. Yeah. Because that's what I've been saying is just like, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. So it's something that somebody. And then, and then the other thing is like, she's also competing in time with you, and you, you leave in a week. Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm sorry. That's yeah. yeah. I leave in seven, like six days. I'm out of here. And what you're saying is that like, yeah, with all of not, you've already mentioned all the things you have going on. And, the, and another thing is your fucking friend is leaving. Yeah. And you're trying to prioritize that. And also like, there's a lot of feelings that I've been going through with this process that like have been hard as far as trying to maintain relationships and trying to make my maintain successful ones and also keep, you know, them happy and I'm a people pleaser too. And I'm a friend pleaser. I like want to make sure that my friends all know that I love them and care about them and that I'm here and that yeah. there's a space and time that's good. And it's all overwhelming and hard to manage. And so I think that something I haven't done is thought about the, the opposite side of it Yeah. to where, you know, what you guys are experiencing and going through, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not my problem, but no, that's not your problem. And, <laughs> but, and that isn't something that like, like honestly, I don't need to put that on top of everything else. Yeah. Going yeah, on. yeah, don't. yeah, yeah <laughs> don't, don't, don't put that bandwidth in there. Yeah, um, yeah. but, and like, honestly, with everything going on, it's, it's not like, it's not like I'm cutting, you know, yeah. anything that would be inconvenient to cut yeah. to spend time with you. I'm not skipping yeah. You know, work. No, no, no. Um, uh, good. Yeah. So, like, so I, that's some negative stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like, I've kind of, I've kind of processed it, like, just fine. Mm-hmm. I okay. maybe haven't communicated. Yeah. As, I want to talk about communication. I, I, I get that, like, I get all this stuff, dude, because we're having the same. Yeah. I think we're in a very similar situation right now as far as the overwhelming thing. That's why I'm so happy we're talking about it. Yeah. Like, um, the, like, I just feel like I just did a West there, which actually was kind of cool. I love when you, I love when I'm editing and it, you go to think and you breathe through your nose. <laughs> I don't even know that I do that. Anyway, <laughs> I like it because it's like, it sounds really thoughtful and intelligent for some reason in my mind. And I, I just did it and I feel cool. And then every time just garbage comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's some gems in there, you know, yeah. you know, that's why we do this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the communication part of like having to, having to like, like the conversation we're having right now, like just, this is us being able to talk about what we're going through emotionally and, and through the anxiety we're having and like physically exhaustion and all that stuff. And yeah, you can talk to me about it. I can talk to you about it. It's hard to talk to other people about it. Yeah. And it's hard to be like, Hey, I don't have the space and time for for this thing right now because I'm spent. Yeah. And I mean, even that, that, that conversation I think is enough and should be enough to have, you know, if you were to tell me, Hey, Ryland, I can't do the podcast. Today, we would have done this before. Right. We're like, man, I am just not, yeah, I'm not able to do it right now. I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. I can't. We and I go, cool. We do it. Yeah. We do it all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why we catch this up every week. If we actually followed through with all of our plans, we'd have 40 episodes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, 
it, uh, that conversation is enough and it's that communication is helpful because it allows you to be like, you know, cool. Thanks. All right. I'm going to go work on myself for a minute. Yeah. But also that's, it shouldn't be such a tough thing to have that conversation with everybody, but it is. And that's the the thing that we've had in like society that you can't like, it's, you can't say that to everybody and feel okay about it where you can tell me, Hey man, I don't have the energy for this right now. I need to focus on myself and I'm going to go, dude, good. But if you tell that to someone else, you're going to have just on your own self, you're going to have the guilt of being like, Oh, did I upset them? Did this, should I have, you know, followed through with that? You know, it's kind of like the speaking your truth thing, you know? Yeah. And just, just that little bit of communication of like, I don't have this energy there, the bandwidth for this. I, I can't. And not everybody's going to understand that and accept it. They should, because they should also be able to, but also those, those people, sorry, I'm talking a lot. I'm caffeinated. Uh, those people uh, might not know how to communicate that way. Yeah. And they might not understand that, like, they should also communicate that way to you when they have the same situation. Maybe when they're in that situation, they don't know to, to, to stop and focus on themselves. Yeah. And that's be, that's something that therapy has taught me. It's a big thing that our, in our podcast and through our relationship. And maybe you've been better at that before therapy, but that's something that I learned in it is how to communicate that and how to how to have that time and space and, and how to be okay with the end result that like it's on the other person how they react to you saying that. You know, it's not on you. Yeah. Yeah. But saying it's a big part. Um, no, no. The, yeah, the, yeah. Saying it, it's hard. And yeah. it's, I mean, it's hard. So, the reason that I'm so exhausted. Yeah, let's talk about your physical exhaustion. Yeah. Um, I want to brag so hard about you right now, but I'm going to let you do it. I'm not going to brag at all. Uh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So, Thursday, I left work at noon. Caught a 2 p.m. flight to Minneapolis. Had a quick dinner with a friend. Drove from Minneapolis to Fargo, North Dakota, which is like a three and a half hour drive. Yeah, okay. It's a long drive. Woke up in the morning, like, kind of walked around, walked around Fargo, picked up my race packet. It was weird doing a race expo where people were socially distancing. Yeah. Um, was that your first marathon? In the- yeah. Since the since the pandemic, yeah, I wow. actually I was supposed to run this May of 2019. Oh wow! No, wait, May of 2020. Okay, so it yeah. got pushed back a ways, and then it got pushed back to August, and then it got pushed back to to now to now. Um, and yeah, uh, it's it's just been weird. Uh, so that was where you got your race packet, okay? Yeah, I got my got my race packet. They're not. Uh, it was super stripped down for an expo. Like normally there's a ton of people like trying to sell you yeah, gear. And and, yeah. Uh, there was like a lot less of that. There was a little bit of it, but a lot less. Interesting. Um, they actually didn't even order like the race swag. Like they have the medals, but they didn't have like any of the hats or the jackets or stuff like that that you're supposed to get. Wow. Because they were so concerned that they're going to have to last second cancel again. Because they probably have a bunch of 2020 May like <laughs> oh, yeah. crap just sitting in a warehouse yeah. somewhere that's worthless. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so like they I think they put off ordering it 
until they were very certain that they could do it. So it's just not there. Yeah. And like, I got an email that was like, we'll mail it to you. Like, yeah. If you finish, we'll mail it to you when we get it. Yeah. And we Fair. don't have it. Yeah. Good for them. I mean, like, I'm super appreciative that they even had the money to put it on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, this is, this pandemic is going to bankrupt a lot of these fun nonprofits that just get by on people just going and running. Yeah. Um, wow. That's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's like sad to think about. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how, how do you refund it? Um, yeah. So anyways, uh, I drove there to the, you know, woke up in the morning, uh, couldn't poop. Like one of my big things, <laughs> one of my big things is like really, really get a good pre-race poop. And I, I mean, just, yeah, you're gonna run a long way. Yeah, and like I've seen, everyone's seen the nightmare photo of the guy who shat himself and has bloody nipples. Yeah, and like I just, mean, I don't want it. That's that, the I, worst case scenario for yeah. a marathon is that you shit yourself, right? Yeah. So like, I'm terrified of that, even though that's so rare. I know it won't happen. Yeah. But I'm terrified of that. Yeah, uh, I understand. So I've I've had the bloody nipples thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I you know. When we ran that, not to jump in, but we ran that 15K together. Yeah. I wish you had told me to lube my butt crack before I did that. And same with um, my nipples. You didn't tell me that. I was yeah. chafing for days. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it was not a good experience. I learned a lesson. Yeah. But so, you didn't teach me that. Maybe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. I still don't lubricate my butt crack with that. Yeah. I mean, when I'm doing anything more than like 10 miles or seven miles, seven miles probably, I'm, I'm lubing up. <laughs> good call. Good call. Um... <laughs> So, uh, protect this booty. I was the second to last person off the across the start line. You wait, know. you were second, wait, second to last person off the start line? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I started in the very back and like, I had a lot of catching up to do cause I wanted to do it in like three and a half hours or a little bit faster. I wanted to do it in like three twenty, which is like seven thirty pace. Jesus. And so man. like, you want to do it seven thirty? Okay. Sorry. So three hours, 20 minutes. Insane. I caught up with the 730 group, which was a lot of work. Wow. I caught up with them around mile 14. And then I just faded back so hard. And I was like, I was fine with you it. 26 miles, dude. Yeah. I was I was fine with fading back Good, until like the eight minute. I was like, I just gotta beat those eight minute people. <laughs> I just gotta beat those eight minute people. And then like they cross, they passed me with like a mile to go. I was like pretty bummed about that. Uh, but, like, I don't know. It, so I, it was a it was a great experience. I loved it. Fargo's like a way better town than I ever thought yeah. it would be. Can you uh, tell me it was awesome. Had the best beer I've ever had. That's like awesome. I thought Spokane had good breweries. I was wrong, and I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, good. Um, you should be because Spokane does not have good breweries. I love yeah. it here. We have mediocre breweries. Yeah, I'll be the first to say that. We have like two great ones, and then we have a bunch of mediocre beer. I yeah. Uh, we all know who they are. Anyway, um, what, what are the two great ones in your mind? Iron Goat. Okay. Okay. Uh, number two is going to be. I like Hidden Mother a lot. Actually, Hidden Mother's number two for me. Yeah. There I you like go. Hidden Thank Mother. you. Hidden Mother is number two. Um, but yeah, like not nothing else made here really, you know, lights my fire. Fair. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Come on, Spokane, step it up. Drecker, like I bought a four pack of beer at the brewery for twenty two bucks, and I was like, that's expensive. And then when I got home, best beer I've ever had. Wow. When I got home, I looked at how much it would cost to order online, 70 for a six pack. Wow. So like that's over 10 bucks a beer. That's a lot. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe worth it. Actually, really? Yeah. Wow, I gotta go. I gotta go to Fargo. Ah, uh, but like, yeah, that that is like what you're fucking with in Fargo. Cool. It's like, cool. Okay. Uh, I, I love this beer conversation, but I want to jump back to the marathon. Okay. Okay. I love you. So finished it. Uh, the marathon, kind of a letdown. This is the first marathon where like I didn't feel super accomplished when I finished it. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that is? I think I've done a lot. You've done a lot of marathons. Yeah. So you think that the high is over? I maybe. Or harder to achieve, kind of like the runner's high. I think the high is over. Really? Now it's just routine for you. Yeah. But I it's but I had a great time. It's incredible, honestly. I mean, I think that that's a I know that you're making it sound like a negative, but yeah. The fact that it's routine for you to run 26 miles. Yeah. That's impressive, man. And it, I think the other thing is I had no one to hang out with after. I yeah. had no one, you know, I went back. Uh, well, I wish I could have came. I, I stayed at a friend's house who was out of town. It was super cool of him uh, to let me stay there. That's great, yeah. But like. But yeah, you didn't have, yeah, you didn't I, have a buddy. I didn't have a buddy. I didn't you have anybody to celebrate with, dude. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, that let, sucks. If let, I'd have known that, I, man, I could have, I should have came. Like normally, like I go get brunch afterwards. Yeah, and I just like went home and like had some snack food and like tried to take a nap. Uh-huh. And like I just didn't have the. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, okay. And then I, I went. Anybody and, out there in West is on a marathon next time? Hit yeah. us up. Somebody's got to hang out with this guy afterwards and celebrate. We don't care who you are. Drink beer and eat food. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. Do you have two qualifiers? Two, two qualifiers. Well, so you know. but my brother's wife, uh, her younger sister actually lives in uh, not Fargo, but Moorhead, which okay. is essentially Fargo. I was staying in, I was staying in Moorhead, so okay. not, not Fargo. So uh, I went and had dinner with her and her husband cool. that night. Uh, that was great, but uh, there was like kind of a huge lag in between me finishing yeah. the race and yeah. dinner. Uh, yeah. And then I probably hung out there for too long, and then, because I had a really great time. Yeah, uh, good. And then... Went back, uh, slept, packed, slept, so it'd be easy in the morning. Yeah. And then, like, woke up at 6.30 the next day, which is 4.30, Spokane time. Jeez. Actually, no. drove back to the No, no, no. no. I, was, I was actually, I was on the road by 6.30. Wow. Um, and drove back to Minneapolis. Yeah, and flew out. And flew out. Um, and then got here and, like, came home, hung out with my kid, made dinner. That's like, it. I mean, what a freaking... So like, it's like, it was just a track. I, I have so many questions for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with the one that's relevant right now. Uh, have you learned any lessons there to like give yourself some more time before and after? Like, you know, maybe give yourself a couple days to hang out when you get home so to go right back to work. Or are you fine with where you're at? I'm fine with where I'm at. That, okay, I, like, you're crazy. Like, I learned that like when I do that kind of stuff, I need a day to recover. Yeah. Um, Think about it, man. Yeah, I'm... Okay, that's not the important question. Screw that one. Yeah. Let's go back to the marathon. Um, so you started at the back of the back of the group, you ran your ass off. Yeah. You averaged an 830, right? 812. 812. Yeah. Excuse me. You averaged an 8.12. Yeah. And you ran it in three and a half hours. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, so is that what's is that your fastest marathon? No. Okay. What's your fastest? 329.30. And what was this one? 334. Oh, five minutes. Yeah. You know what? Eight years. Eight years ago? Yeah. Well, you're getting older, man. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I like and, also, I, and I think if I started like if I, if I started well, sure. You know, well, I probably could have another marathon question. Yeah. You know, doesn't age I mean as far as the standards go? Yeah. Isn't there like age groups in general times? Yeah. So where do you fit in on the 36-year-old? Well, I'm, I'm 37. Okay, excuse me. Um, where do you fit in on that scale? I came in in the top third of men from 30 to 39. Yeah, sweet. And also, what did you come in overall? 140-something. Out of? 850-something. Pretty good. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, I, no, no I, I, I'm not, like, embarrassed no. uh, about my time. It just, like, it kind of just... Well, okay, I guess I'm going to stop trying to force you to be proud of yourself because I know you already are, and I, I'm very proud of you. I just, I'm so proud of you. Like, I want to, like, dad you so hard. I Yeah, um, I just, I just... But also, like, in, the, in the, new, the new version of dad where I'm like, oh, it's okay, buddy. You know, like, you're great. You know, I'm not trying to give everybody a trophy here, but at the same time, I kind of like I'm just trying to make sure that you know how awesome you are. Well, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, so this is actually the first time that I've walked away and been like, you know, I, I probably couldn't have done better. Couldn't I have? In, no, I, I don't. Like, I could have showed up on time. That probably save, saves me five minutes. Like, whatever. But, like, I probably ran as well as I could run. Yeah. It's not like... I never walked. I never like shack it and walked. Uh, yeah, you tried really did, hard to. But I did tank like yeah. towards the end. But like that's part of it. That's like, part of it. You're, you're yeah, running so like, far. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna go up and down, dude. You yeah. can't maintain. So, so I'm I'm totally cool with yeah. with all yeah. that. Yeah. But that being said, like I do, I was in such bad shape. I trained as hard as I could. Yeah. Uh you know. Uh, and I'm going to, I've got another one in four months. I'm going to take a couple weeks off and I'm going to train as hard as I can. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and hopefully like do better. And then I've got another one two months after that. Yeah. And then another one like four months after that. That's amazing. Six months. So, yeah. You're going to do great. Yeah. So like, I'm not. Sorry. Part. I have to be unhappy with my time to improve upon yeah. it. See, that's, that's what I was going to go back to is that. But well, you're. I am happy with yes. what I did. I couldn't have done better. You but know? just like to what, what you're going through right now, and yeah. that's why that's why I need to take myself away from the dad mode yeah. and go to if I was you, how would I be feeling? And what I think is cool is that like yeah, you're very, you're happy with yourself. You're you're proud of yourself. You're you you want more, and you're gonna do it. You know, yeah. and you're like challenging yourself because it is it's a race. Like you said, you're racing people. You know, you're not doing it just to. Like you're there's there's a competition there, whether it's with yourself or anybody else, you know. Yeah. There's competitiveness that's happening. Yeah. So you're competing against yourself, you're competing against other people. All of that is something that motivates you, right? Yeah. So I I can appreciate and acknowledge that and I respect it. I think it's awesome. That is something that I think I in these situations, it's better to it's good to focus on that and take myself away from the, well, I can't do that. You should be freaking so proud of yourself, because I can't run a marathon yet. Yeah. Uh, but I can relate to what you're doing and what you're what you went through and how you feel about it yeah like that's yeah but like it is really cool state number nine you know dude wow yeah uh, 41 more to go 41 more to go uh yeah and you know uh, that's amazing dude. i've got to redo some states there's a you know club for under four hours i need to redo some states for that cool but like well you're gonna rock those dude yeah oh like, it's fine it's like uh 
but I've done most of them under four hours. That's so amazing. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Where's the next one? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Cool. That's going to be great. And then uh, Maui. That's going to be awesome. And then Minneapolis. Cool. Uh, I had a similar experience recently. This is, I'm not trying to steal your thunder. You ran a marathon. Yeah. But I ran my fastest one mile nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, last week. Yeah. And my previous record was like sub seven, like 659 is my, was my fastest mile. Yeah. And I had that same thing where I was like, I can do better. Yeah. This time I ran in 555. I Which shaved really over cool. a minute off. Yeah. And I was like, I still had the, I can do better feeling. Yeah. But it felt so cool that I ran a sub six minute mile. That's really impressive. I can't maintain it yet. No. But I'm going to get there. Yeah. So I'm maintaining it for a few miles. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to run a marathon at that pace. Ever. No, ever. I, I can't. No. Like, but, like, sub six is like semi-professional. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it was a cool experience to run that mile, man. That is cool. And it was also like, that's why that's what made me think about it in the way in the, to reframe it to go, here's how Wes is challenging himself. Yeah. I need to put myself in a situation of what I've done to do the same thing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's that's fun. Like that was cool. Yeah. And that is really and cool. next time I can do better. And that's yeah. where you're at too. Yeah. Yeah. I just need to keep working at it. Yeah. yeah. I can't like like I can I can also, pat myself out on the back, but like, like I'm not done. I I have forty one states to go. Like Yeah, you're gonna kick butt. Yeah. Dude. It's a it's a it's a lot of work. Also you like came back and you, have you ran it all this week? You ran today with me, but have you ran this week when you got back? Uh I ran Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, also, you failed to tell anybody that you injured yourself prior to your marathon a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, that probably didn't help you. No. I'm not trying to give you excuses because you kicked you kicked ass. Like, yeah. that was fucking awesome. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you're an you're <laughs> aging man. Uh, I, <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I strained the psoas muscle in my right. Which we talked about head. recently on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like two weeks before I did this. Yeah. So you got to work that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty happy. You want to, you want to talk about our, our spin of the week. It's a little bit different this week. Yeah. Cool. Let's, let's do that. I want to. Okay. Let's get to it. Uh, The hold steadies boys and girls in America just turned 15, which is insane. It's insane because that record like got me through my early twenties. I mean, it was, I burnt out that CD like hard yeah that's that record all the time yeah uh, it's like an anthem of that age for me it is also like on a personal note my favorite uh hold steady album cool i did not know that um yeah i mean it's a great it's a great album but it, it it's also kind of like after they peaked commercially yeah i feel like separation sunday was their most no i think this was their peak rip yeah well, the, the, the reception from this record was outstanding. People loved it. It was, it got, I think it, I think it even probably got radio play or some kind. Yeah. And the, and the tours after it, which you got to see some of those tours, I didn't. Yeah. Were, I mean, actually, so I, see, I, saw, I saw one, or, actually, I saw two. They were great. The tours yeah. in this record were great. Yeah. The energy was amazing. It was freaking awesome. So, yeah, we can talk about the same album for a minute. Yeah. And I'm super stoked. Yeah. So, so just some background, like, uh, Hold Steady is one of our favorite bands. Yes. Yeah, um, one of our favorite bands for sure. Uh, this is their third album. Yep. Uh, their first two albums, I actually, like, I think of them as the same album, even though they're distinct in some ways. 
I mean, it's, it's their concept-driven albums that are very much a similar story and a continuation of the story. And a lot of this, it sounds very similar. It, it, it does, which, I mean, they're both awesome. Almost Killed Me and Separation Sunday are amazing records. Yes. Yeah. I I still haven't ran to them. I, by the way, we talked about that another, on a previous episode where you yeah. ran to them like that. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Two-hour run, just back-to-back. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, but this is, like... This is my favorite album. I think it's, it's so, the most it's so good. It, it's the most different. It is the most poppy. Yeah, I think also uh, probably was one that had the most singles off of it that were like successful singles. Like Chips Ahoy yeah. has the first single off of the set record, and it's a great song, but it had a ton of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair, yeah. fair. So, cool. um, but yeah, so uh, one of you picked a couple songs from this record that are like you. You know, I mean, we're not, we're not calling them favorites because the whole album is amazing, right? Right. But we couldn't just talk about every song on the album. Yeah. Because I would sit here and read the lyrics from start to finish. Yeah. And we would be here for an hour. Yeah. And, and you could just listen to the album in that time. Just go <laughs> listen to it. Yeah. Also, then, like, you would have a, they'd have a better time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> they'd have a better time. Absolutely. Um, so that, my songs. Yeah, you picked three. So we each picked three songs. Yeah. Also, one of yours I wanted. So it's interesting because we share, like, we share some favorite songs, yeah. and then we have a couple like really disparate favorite songs. Yeah, but two of you's, two of yours, you brought up as favorite songs, and then you didn't put either on your list. <laughs> and I was actually torn because they are like my third and fourth favorite songs on this album. But I feel like, you know, the one that you wanted, uh, the first night, yeah, uh, is yeah. like maybe more representative of the album as a whole. I'd say you're exactly right. First Night dials in exactly what they're doing in the whole record. It really yeah. is. It's got the piano jams. It's got uh, it's got the good drum rolls. It's got, uh, like, all the... Yeah, it's totally like a... a, a if you don't listen to know what this album sounds like without wasting 40 minutes of your time, listen to First Night. Well... Uh, but also, listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say, like, the, the themes of, like, lost youth and, yeah. like, kind of that tinge of regret... Uh, I mean, it's the last song that I actually want to talk about of my songs, but yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's fine. We have it later. But, yeah. but what what's funny is like the album itself. The more I think thought about it, like you know, you say it's, and, and I agree with you. Like it's written in like you know, I think that's what made it so, what made it so well received is that like you know, like we've talked before about when you're like forty, you got to write songs that like twenty year olds are going to relate to, or like teenagers are going to relate to, right? Yeah. But this is like a very you know that time period like teenage early 20s like you know kind of young adulthood storytelling right but some of the lines and lyrics that they have in this song i still do today well <laughs> like, you know, like and, and a lot of the partying and like are the issue like the fun stuff yeah. it's still it's still like my life now but but all <laughs> these songs are saying in the past tense they're written in the past tense yeah yeah or so at least true. mine no they are they are the yeah. album is yeah yeah and yeah. so um I, I think you do you think i think you just look at it as more of a like definitive like here's how it was written and why and yeah. i'm like but all these feelings man <laughs> like well no but 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 they make me feel that way too yeah, they just yeah. don't they uh so so let's just like the the first song um that i want to talk about yeah it's the first track of the record right first track on the Thank record you yeah yeah I mean, stuck between stations yeah yeah uh also inspired a movie about hanging out in Minneapolis for an evening called really? Stuck Between Stations. Cool, you should watch that. Uh, I have. Oh, it I, used to be on Netflix. I have not watched it. Um, it's weird. Okay. It's just it's a it's a movie about 
um, a dude who I think is in the Marines, okay. who's home for a night and like bumps into a chick they doesn't know, yeah. but they become friends and they like party bounce in Minneapolis huh. okay, cool. for an evening. And it's like it's one of those indie yeah, like sure. rom coms that are neither it's uh, that romantic or that funny, but like really captures uh the feeling of of a night that we've all had where yeah. you're just kind of trying to find a good time yeah okay um cool. so anyway yeah yeah st- uh stuck between stations um you know is like a great introduction song to this album because this this song this album the whole album sounds completely upbeat yeah uh but they're all full of sad songs. Yeah, lyrically. Yeah. yeah. Or or songs that, like, the line, like, John Berryman, you know, and the devil took a walk together. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's, like, past tense. It's very joyful, actually. The way, no, the way Craig sings it and, like, the way yeah. he, like... Delivers that line. Yeah, his delivery in it is always with so much energy. Yeah. You know, like... This this is a band that we talked before about like you know translating live kind of that, that energy he has he can put yeah. that in the microphone well yeah and and then he translates that but the way he but he's singing like he's singing about pretty much about a guy uh, committing suicide <laughs> but he's like singing yeah. it very upbeat yeah 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 he's drunk and exhausted yeah but he's critically acclaimed and respected like I love that line <laughs> yes it's like yeah. this guy I don't know what he does yeah uh, but he's. He's well known for what he does. Yeah. He loves uh, the college he went to, uh, yeah. the Golden yeah. Gophers, but he hates the winners. Like, he, he's in this love-hate relationship with the town he lives in. Yeah. Um, any? He... Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He jumps off the river. Yeah. Or he jumps off the bridge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love jumps off the river. <laughs> I just, I, when you corrected yourself, I imagined somebody jumping off a river trying to. Didn't work out. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, so, let's not go there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I um, love that song. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it I like is the, really sad. It is very sad. I went through a big beat phase, and I like Jack Kerouac as an author. They, he references Jack Kerouac in that, which is uh, when he talks about um, Sal Paradise. Yeah. The times where I think the Sal Paradise is right. Boys and girls in America have such a sad time together, and that's. Yeah. Uh, from On the Road, I think. Is it Jack Herrick's book that that's... that's on the Road, yeah. yeah. But when I first heard that line, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to look at the rest of these lyrics. I think I love the delivery of all of that. The story it tells. I mean, also, you know, maybe John Brayman was having a rough time, you know? Boys and girls in America have such a sad time together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great intro to, any, to the album because it kind of sets the energy and the tone for the record in a way that, like, they don't let down. They yeah. deliver it the rest of the album. You know? Yeah, and it is lyrically brilliant. Yeah. In that... Well, Craig Finn is a genius in writing. Like, he's just such a storyteller. Yeah. And, and like, there there's this real energy and nostalgia to, like, the past. But also, this kind of survivor's guilt. Sure. In the album. Yeah. Uh, that isn't in Stuck Between Stations, but, like, kind of yeah. comes across a little more... And some of my so later picks. Yeah. I, I also wanted your other two picks. You picked Party Pit as well. Yeah. 
So let's go to Party Pit because I love Party Pit. All right. So one of, one of my two things the first time that I listened to the album, yeah. the, the first time I listened to the album, two things really struck out. Mm-hmm. Struck me. Um, the amount of Spokane landmarks that are also Minneapolis landmarks. <laughs> really? Like, like what? Uh, there's a bridge on Washington Street. Yeah. Okay. The North Town Mall. Yeah. Yeah. The North Town Mall one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he does that a lot. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I've got a lot of fucking towns have a North Town Mall. But that's also the genius of Craig Finn, right? In writing yeah. like the way. G- g- just generic. Yeah. Yeah. Generic stuff, but also it, it, it's intentionally relatable. Yes. <laughs> like it is. Uh, so Party Pit, uh, you know, is another, another story. Um, it's about how you met a girl like a long time ago. Uh, at this place, uh, her friends were selling drugs. You went and bought drugs from her or from her friends. And that was like it. And then you came back around after going to college and like, she's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Like your relationship is like, you bought drugs from her friends. You maybe kissed her. Maybe not. Uh, Pretty sure you did. Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. But, uh, yo, you left and came back, but she got stuck there. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, And so there's this real, like, youth lost, but, like, because the girl who got stuck in the party pit is is a tragic figure. Yeah. But that's also a recurring theme in... uh, any hold steady songs and albums also lift your puller too yeah you know uh also the, the where, scene wears on you yeah but anybody who's stuck in the scene man like yeah. you know we all gotta get out of it eventually right like <laughs> we all gotta grow up yeah uh, but i think that's i like the like references uh, to that oh good the other thing yeah that uh that really stuck out to me the first time uh-huh I listen to this album is the drum roll and the piano like three chords. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Chariot of Fire chords. What's that? Chariots of Fire. It's like the song that people play on piano when you run. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a movie called The Chariots of Fire, which is about like British Olympic long distance running. Okay. And like they play it at the start of Bloomsday and like all these famous Okay, races. okay. And I'm pretty sure those first three chords are the Chariots of Fire chords. Really? Yeah. That's funny. I didn't even, I did not put that together. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the song, but that's great. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I love the drum roll that intros that song too. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, great. The intro's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm sorry to. No, I don't even know where I was going. Fine. <laughs> Party fits awesome. Listen to it. I fucking love it. You know? And the whole album, I would tell everybody to listen to. It's just great. Also, what I love about, if you don't know the whole steady, you know, Craig Finn's style of singing is just so unique. Like, we were talking about how he pretty much talks things, right? But, like, he does it with such energy and, like, enthusiasm that, like, yeah, it it, it hits different, right? A lot of yeah. people talk and sing kind of stuff. It's, it's like a common thing. But the energy and enthusiasm Craig Finn puts in comes across, right? Yeah. And, and it's awesome. We talked about him on other episode about how how he uses the stage 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 presence live right yeah and it's like yeah but i mean i I made the joke of like he 
you said he has a guitar and I made the joke of like, he barely plays it because he like, his, he's like climbing around on his microphone, like both hands on it. And we're waving at the crowd with one hand on his microphone while he's dancing with the microphone stand. You know, uh, that energy like comes through in the record, which I, I, I like a lot. Yeah. He's really good. Especially on this album. I think especially on this album, it really hits, it's hits through. It could be because of the, the band as well. is super tight and upbeat. So all the energy kind of like really, uh, you know, magnifies his, his, you know, I can see that coming through, but it's very cool. Well, yeah, but he has solo stuff that you can match it against. Yeah, no, but I'm talking about this album specifically. I think I, it has more energy. I yeah yeah, yeah. I, I I'd say it's their most energetic. Yeah, album. so if you're like not a whole steady fan, start here. I I do think um, a big part of that energy is moving Franz to the front. Yeah. Like they really turn. Yeah, turn that, that piano up. They turn the piano up in the mix. Uh-huh, and it's, uh-huh. uh, he just, like, it would be unfair to say that anyone carries this album. This album is fantastic. The drummer's great. The guitar yeah. riffs are original. They're fun. Yeah. But, like, the piano is really given um, a leading role next to yeah. Craig Finn and his Absolutely. lyrics. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where that that energy comes from. Yep. So you pick the song, man. What, what, what are one of the songs that you <laughs> so, are? Well, so you, you give me like a look of like, why'd you pick You Can Make Him Like You? Because uh, is that like one of your least favorite songs in the album? No. It's just like, it's just weird. I have mixed feelings on it. Um, but I mean, it's a it's a breakup song, you know, like, but I, I thought about it, I was thinking about it, about, yeah. I thought about talking to you about it because, you know, when we were young and you heard, when this song came out 15 years ago, right? And I'm yeah. like 20 one and I'm going through breakups and I'm like he's, he's singing the line there's always other boys and you can make them like you yeah. there's always other boys and you can make them like you I'm like yeah yeah and then he starts going they say you don't have a problem until you start doing it alone yeah. they say you don't have a problem until you start bringing it home they yeah. say you don't have a problem until you start sleeping alone and then I start crying like <laughs> because it's like it's just brutal you know but the story is like, you know, talking about the female in this story, right? The girlfriend. Yeah. You know, um, that like, how's the line go of you don't have to deal with the dealers, let your boyfriend deal with the dealers. It only gets inconvenient when you want to get high alone. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to go to the right kind of schools, let your boyfriend go to the right kind of schools. You can wear his old sweatshirt. You can cover it up like a bruise. You can cover yourself. Cover yourself like a bruise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it, it is a very sad song. You're right. That's why I freaking love it. But it's lyrically written so well. Yeah. You I, you got something to say about it? Jump on. Because my piece is done because all the sad things are already there and everybody that heard that knows. I actually have another sad thing about it. Yes. Right? <laughs> so this, this song is about a girl who hates herself, right? Who, who, who really doesn't so, have an identity, right? So... Well, that's what I was going to actually want to talk to you about. But yeah. Carry on. Yeah, right. So, so like, let him go to the right kind of schools and you just wear the sweatshirt, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when you're sick of his friends and his car and living his identity, because you're not that person, but when you're sick of pretending to be that person, then you can just go find another boyfriend. Yeah, there's always other boys you can make them like you. But, but it's like a complete identity shift. Yeah. Every new guy. Yeah. Because she doesn't know who she is. And that's that's the part that does speak to me. Well, I think is that's that a feeling 
yeah. lost, right? And yeah. the the fact that you are so unsure of who you are, so ashamed of who you are, uh-huh. that like you feel you need to you need to find people who do those things, and then you cover yourself. Yeah, or you just or you just don't know, or like yeah. you know, the way I thought about it now. I mean, listen to that song now. It's like okay, cool. I mean, does society tell this girl that? She has to wear her boyfriend's Letterman jacket. You know, does the society tell her that, like, she shouldn't, you know, she can't go to the parties without her boyfriend? You know, it only gets kind of weird when you want to go home alone. Oh, yeah, well, don't go home alone. You always have to have a guy with you. Like, all of, like I think about it in a different light now than yeah. I did, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. But that, that's also a different interpretation right. for sure. But it may be a stretch to what yeah, <laughs> Richard yeah. is writing about 15 years ago. Why? It's just, I just assume that she's dependent and she doesn't know really how to take care of herself. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. because she always has guys for that. Yeah. I mean, also, guys are pretty easy to fucking, you know, they're easy. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. You can find more, they'll like you. you yeah. They all got sweatshirts. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so I, I get that. I, but yeah, it's, it's a great song. Massive Nights, though, is the song I want to talk about next. Yeah. Because we had some massive nights. Also, massive nights is something that holds steady. You know, they take all of their, they know how to play their, uh, play to their audience, right? Massive nights, the name of that song. So that's a great title. But yeah. they also use it for the tours they do. You know, yeah. like uh, we had some massive nights and the epic the woes in this song. Some of the best woes you'll hear. Like I love the sing along woes. I love the sing alongs. In this album, in general, yes, yeah. uh, we didn't we didn't touch on it in yeah. Party Pit, yeah. But like, there's a point where like yeah. they start singing, "I'm gonna walk around and drink some more." Yes, fight the urge, <laughs> like <laughs> to not sing along with that. Yeah, I have walked around. I have. I have purchased beer in between parties <laughs> yeah. and listened to that song and drank Yo, on yeah. my way from party to party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I sing along to that every every line, every line of it. And then I I sang along to the woes. Yeah. In, yeah, uh, to the massive, massive nights. nights. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, the massive nights. And, and the, so I, I like it that, uh, you know, like I said earlier, this record just reminds me of like, Everything I did in my 20s, but also, fuck it, it's all stuff I still do now. It's, it's not the same. Like, Massive <laughs> Nights is about a guy who is maybe inappropriately old to yeah. be, like, at a dance with chaperones, yeah. getting drunk with his friends and yeah. his girlfriend's friends yeah. in the parking lot. Well, I've been that guy. Like, I know you've all... been that guy, but you're not that guy anymore. No. Because no. the thing is, like... Well, now I'm too old. At 19, <laughs> it's, like, kind of age-appropriate to drink with 18-year-olds <laughs> who are still in high school. But at 37, it's absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> not something I'd be interested in doing. Ever. No. Go away from me, you bunch of babies. <laughs> yeah. Like, please get away. <laughs> that means I'll buy you beer if you listen to my podcast. <laughs> Five stars on Apple Music. No, still won't do it. Still won't do it. I would tell that kid to listen to Hold Steady, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was something I think we were all, everybody had that that age in their life where they were the older one in the group, maybe, and then and a little more irresponsible and maybe the bad influence. And that's what the song's talking about. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so our last two are going to be First Night and Citrus. Yeah. First Night's your jam. Citrus is my jam. I want both of them because they're both 
some of my favorite spells. They're the slow jams on the on the record. You yeah. Know? So kind of why I like them so much. Drop first then on me because I I yeah I got a lot to say about that song, but I think you're gonna say everything that I want to say. Yeah. And I might add like one thing to it. Okay. But you go ahead. So, like just right off the bat, this is the song that like nostalgia long for that first night you know but we've kind of grown up and like we're not as pretty as we used to look and like the things that were kind of charming about us when we were younger mm-hmm. like Gideon still has a pipe made out of a Pringles can yeah I love that line I love that line too and that was cool when you were 19 yeah. or 21 I still giggle about it no 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 but like, if you had a friend who still smoked out of a Pringles can, no, thank you. You would side side eye him. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would just be like, "Come on, let's go get you something real." So but I, I, yeah, I think about this song. I don't know how effective your friend group has been by like fentanyl, okay, yeah. or like. So, like, I wouldn't say that I suffer from survivor's guilt, but I'm aware of it. When I was living downtown, I had a bunch of friends um, who explored addiction in various ways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, like, I I lost quite a few of them in the last couple of years, even though I, like, I haven't talked to these people in, like, a decade. Because I I pulled myself from that environment um, when when I had a kid. Um, but they didn't have that ability to do so, so easily. Um, yeah. and so like, I really think about like those, like this song is saying from the perspective of not to that extreme where like, you know, um, OTs and stuff, but like people who like never really got their shit together uh, oh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about Holly and Charlemagne and Gideon, which are like the characters of like yeah, Lift Your Polar songs and the, and Craig Finn's like overall arcing story, yeah, the whole city, um, yeah. But they are just hood rats that have not really got anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, they were stuck in the, they're stuck in the party pit. The same people. They're yeah. They the the song is yeah. is about the same. Like, I think Holly is the girl from the party pit. Yeah, I mean, she's but she's yeah. not a little hood rat friend. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just this nostalgia for this, like, great moment where, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, I, I think I think maybe it's the first night they did drugs or the first night he hooked up with Holly. Sure. Uh, I, I don't get that. I, I never really dug too deep into the meaning of uh, First Night. Yeah. I, I love the lyrics of it just because I like the, the character references that he's bringing back into the world of, of, song, of, the, of the, you know, story. Yeah. Um, but my favorite yeah. is like literally like this like the last minute of the song is my favorite the violin when no wait when when they, they you know they, there's the sing-along part of boys and girls in america yeah. boys and girls in america the yeah. guy in the center of the song after he talks about Charlemagne and all those guys yeah and then and then the song kind of is quieter and then it picks back up and the, and the energy kind of comes back up and you hear craig's finn's voice come really strong and when he comes out with don't bother talking to the guys with the hot soft eyes you know, they're already taken, you know, and then like he's just like kind of the energy of the whole song just shifts. Right. Yeah. And that's like the last minute and a half, maybe of the song. Yeah. And I feel like it's a different song. Oh, but yeah. that's the part that I love the most. It's like that line, I think, is genius for one. 
I think it's really beautiful. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even sure what it means to me. I just like it. You know, I think yeah. it just sounds freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, but then um, at, like, it goes from there to like, you know, when they kiss, they spit white noise. What? No. When they kiss, they spit white noise. Yeah, it's like, so, I mean, yeah, sure. I get your, the references you're talking about in like in that party and like in the, in the first night of like, you know, yeah. getting high or whatever. I, I equate that now to these guys with the hot, so, like uh, soft eyes, you know, that are spitting white noise at you, um, which is cool. Like I didn't even put that together in my, until now and I like it. But that's what I dig from that song. It's the last minute and a half. It's my favorite. Yeah. I do really like the piano or the the piano and violin transitions yes, yes. in between the two because I I often forget that that is the outro to First Night because it does sound yeah. like a completely it does it's, yeah you think it's a whole different song yeah yeah. Um, yeah and it is like that's the end of the song it's like it's so yeah I I love it yeah um, so citrus man. That, that that's the jam that probably I'd say if you, I keep trying to fight not like fight with you but I keep trying to like you know maintain this like I still live this life of this record yeah Citrus is the one you can't take away from me well, <laughs> because well, well, but but the thing is you do like, like you, you, you you live the life of like looking back the album is about like having nostalgia about the good wild times man it is and we have wild times now but they're yeah, not yeah we do we're fun yeah yeah like we, we do like we get down like once a year at like yeah. a concert. I stay up till midnight sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, but so citrus. It's like the slowest song on the record. It's got that that piano or that guitar, like yeah. One of those. I, I can't even think of maybe the sound. It's a great, great sound. Very slow, very melodic. Yeah. And uh, and then he comes in with like this beautiful poetry about whiskey, pretty much. <laughs> and like that's what I like about it a lot. Hey citrus, hey or hey whiskey, hey ginger, you know I I come to you with rigid fingers like that's like my like post work jam you know now he's an adult even then I liked that I you know thought of it as like man whiskey gingers were always like a thing I drink anyway but it was like equating it to the you know hardworking guys at the bar that are no longer just like the party goers, right? This song is like, I think a different evolution of the, or it, a step away from that lifestyle of the album, right? Cause yeah. another line in that is like, uh, you know, hey, bar room, hey, tavern. I, I love it. I find love in all the souls you gather. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just a really beautifully written song, you know? Um, hey, citrus, hey, liquor. I love it when we you touch each other. Like the way he like delivers it, the, the writing in it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful gorgeous. song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. I, um, what do you get? What do you, what's your citrus take? Because I see your citrusy. No, I, so I, I love this song. You got some hot, soft eyes. Ah, uh, I love this song. I don't, like, I maintain that this song is like an awkward fit on the album. Yeah, I mean, I, I but, think it like, fits, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe um, that's, you know. Like, there's, I don't think there's any piano line to this song, right? Um, it's, it's literally only guitar, you're right. There's no piano in it. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I, I, and I love this song. Um, but, you know, the, the ending was when it speeds up a little bit and he, he repeats again another sing-along. Lost in fog and love and faithless fear, I've had kisses that make Judas seem sincere. So sometimes, like, like this is just my own, my own bent on it. Uh, sometimes when I've drank too much the night before, uh-huh. my, my fingers are kind of stiff in the morning. Okay, yeah. And I can't play guitar. 
Oh, yeah. So I think that's what the stiff fingers. The rigid fingers? Yeah. Because I, I, mean, I think it comes down the same line. For me, I think about, you know, yeah, something different, but that's cool. Yeah. Well, like. Maybe, I mean, you know. And so, and so, like. You've been drinking a bunch. You got some stiff fingers. The morning drink. Yeah. And then you play guitar. You know, like. I, cool. But, but like, as, but the way he says, I come to you. Right? Like. Like that is something that you you come to confession. Yeah, my my imagination uh, of it is that his his whiskey his whiskey ginger is like a sacrament sure. to cure his rigid fingers for whatever reason. Yeah, sure. In order to play guitar. Cool. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Um, I like that a lot. I could talk about this record forever. Yeah. I also like. If any song ever comes on on a, like a playlist and it's from this album, I hear it out. Yeah, like, I had Massive Nights came on and like I had like a pump me up kind of playlist for the gym the other day, and Massive Nights came on. And I was like, sweet, I'm gonna replay this. Now this this album, um, but I can't believe it's 15 years old. I'm sorry, not to cut you off there. I cannot believe it's 15 years old. That makes sense. That I can't believe that. No, that it's 15 years old. <laughs> um. State Positive came out the spring that Brayson was born. Yeah. That he's, was the next album. He's 12. Yeah. So he's about to be 13. Oh, my goodness. So that stopped there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of makes sense that this album's 15 years old. Yeah, okay. I guess in your world, man, the dad years really just put a lot of math in your brain, you know. Uh, dad yeah. years, dad bods. Dead hair, all those things. Yeah, yeah. So you gotta go feed your kid. Ah, uh, yeah. I gotta go Fair. feed my kid. <laughs> I love you, dude. This is I, awesome. I Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Let's say about this record or no. Um, you know, I hadn't listened to it in a bit. Yeah. Uh, Are you happy you did? I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, uh, it's weird because it isn't. When I was listening to A Tone of the Hold Steady, I think I was more attracted to Separation Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Separation Sunday is just a masterpiece yeah. of lyrical, like... Genius. Genius. A lot of people have these two at their top. If they're the Hold Steady fans, it's like a fine line between Separation Sunday and this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this album is just like... It's fucking easy listening. It is it like really you is. turn it on. It's really vibrant. Yep, more fun, more energy than Separate Sunday. I but they're both. I mean, I love the whole city, and I always will. So that's yeah. it. It's really great. Yeah, fair. I, let's stop there before I keep saying that again. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Listen to this album if you have. Yeah, I love you. It's great. Yeah.